This episode of Leverage Radio is sponsored by Mike Morell's instructional series called Triangle Territory. It's available only on the tiger.io. Use promo code leverage for 45% off on this product. Get it now while the offer lasts. And we are live recording with Ashwin Hoon back again with Leverage Radio. What's up, bro? What's happening? Eating cake, drinking coffee. Cake. I had that cake for breakfast, the Nutella cake. Oh my God, that's so good. Yeah, I ate the whole thing. Didn't give Prachi a bite. Actually, I gave her one bite and then I didn't give her any. You've learned well. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, coach. What's up? How's it going? How's Sunday? I don't know, dude. Last night, I fell asleep right before the co-main event. I didn't even stay up for it. Like 10.30, I was crashing. So I was like, Subha dekho mein, Arab. I want to find some links, actually. But apparently, Max Holloway beat the ever-living shit out of Calvin Cater. Um... We could actually watch the fights right now. I don't know if you can hear me. You've gone away from screen. We could actually watch the fights right now and just watch the fights and not and this podcast could just be that. No, no, hold on. Because it's audio, nobody will know like what we're doing. Um, we can just talk shit. Like do a fight companions if people haven't seen the fight. I'll even publish it today. Just to fight companies. So, if so, I can just publish it today. So, if people haven't seen it, which most people would not have seen the full fight, and they're gonna find links, maybe they could uh, sync up. I don't know. Yeah. Great idea. Shot down as usual. <laughs> this, this is like uh, this, is say, this is like uh, student council rep having a chat with the school principal. That's what it feels like right Who's now. Who's the student council rep? You are. Obviously me. Oh. Why? Why would you? Do I, uh, why do I don't need principal undibs? Principal vibes. Um, Bro, I've been eating so much shit. It's insane. Don't you have to like cut weight? Oh! Yeah, till this in December. You're just trying to eat as much as you can till the point where after this, okay, you can't eat this junk anymore for the next six months. Essentially, not six months, uh, one year exactly. God damn, dude. So you're going to go back to that, Ashwin? Nah, it's tough to get to that. Throwing beers off balconies, Ashwin. <laughs> oh, that's an angry Ashwin, dude. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I was like, fuck, fuck we khana bhi nahi rahe. Sab mar gaye. <laughs> <laughs> What is the plan for this podcast? Are you recapping the... Um, yeah, right. it's just a general chat. I've got a few questions lined up for you as well off the back of your last podcast with Mike. And then I thought we could talk about leverage a little bit about the tournament that just uh, happened. Um, your experience. Yeah, it was trash. Yeah, exactly. And uh, the one that's coming up and like how other guys can listen to this and 
fuck our man up. So oh nice nice nice. Yeah that that's where I was going with it. So let me jump right okay. into it. Um we were just talking about your uh, training camp and your com- competitive uh, goals and stuff. But uh, you had mentioned the other day about going to the states. Were you just joking about that, or is that something you are planning out now? Um, yeah, dude. As soon as I can, I'm going. I lost. Chennai is getting a little. Uh, um, I said as soon as I can go, I am going to. Chennai uh, is getting a little repetitive. Like I'm not looking forward to my week of training. Mm-hmm. Um, one second. Hold on. Let me switch my laptop. So, like, like it's just like every day I have the same roles with the same people, you know? Yeah, yeah. The same, like nothing changes. Yeah, I, I mean, like I went, with, I went with the whole leverage fight card. Like I went with <laughs> everybody from top to bottom, and it's the same role every time. Yeah, nothing has changed. Nothing changes. I add you and Zora in the mix from time to time. At Thapa, if I want to get injured from time to time. <laughs> so, um, but then why not uh, try and reach out to Rohit or Siddharth or somebody like and train with them? I mean, uh, Rohit's, Rohit's a lot hard. lighter than me. Hmm. Um. Yeah, that's why. Okay, great. Um, but. What can okay? So the guys who will be listening to this will be all the leverage squad. Uh, I'm obviously mm-hmm. right here. Zo will maybe at some point in his life listen to this. But uh, what can guys do then to make training more competitive for you? Mm. Like, what do you expect from them then? Because if they don't know what to do, like I don't. Um, some days it feels like you do, but. Then you find it's out. Tough. The, the only way I see it happening is if you guys would like spend six months away from me and train with somebody else and then come back. It would make a huge difference then. Otherwise, I'm just you're just learning what I'm teaching. You. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's like you're teaching us like one move of chess, and without knowing the rest of the game, it's like what the fuck am I doing with this what one? Am I stupid piece. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no. So it yeah. So it makes it tough. Otherwise. Um, but you are there. Everybody is doing the right things. Um, they're training very hard. They're lifting. Um, but uh, in terms of Sean and Aman, um, there's no initiative from their end to study. They think I'm just going to teach them everything. You're just going to teach them everything. From their end, there's no like, there's no effort whatsoever um, to study. Sure, they they're there. Uh, twice a day, they're doing all their personal sessions. And, and, they're, along, and they're doing all yeah, that. Yeah, but somewhere along the line, they've gotten very lazy, uh, which is disappointing in a sense. And I do tell them, dude, you should go to study, you should study. They know you'll teach me. I right, do, okay, I will teach you, but like, uh, revise, okay, then revise some of the systems you've already done or fill in the gaps in your game. Like, Aman and Aman. And Sean feel like white birds when they're on top of you. Um, Sean has started doing some new stuff from uh, like he's getting out of um, his traditional like butt position. Uh, at least that's something I've noticed lately. He's working. Yeah, because I yell at them to like start guard passing. 
Hmm. I mean, Aman doesn't have that issue, but like Aman does nothing. When you get on top of Aman, he just spazzes the fuck out and tries to hide his minions. That's his whole game. Yeah. And I just that's like literally nothing has changed in so many fucking months, and it's just irritating because it's useless. Uh, Sean plays that again. He pulls reverse Taylor Hiva, and then he inverts and goes into that into fifty fifty. We used to the same thing, and we're just sitting in fifty fifty. I'm just like, dude, come on! You're not gonna catch me from fifty fifty. What are you doing? I'm. I might give you my heel, and then you might think you're you've got it. But by the time you actually start bridging in, I'll slip that heel. Mm. Unless you advance to like cross Ashigarami or outside Mukaku or something else, you know. But it's again, it's just they just they're doing the same thing they were doing six weeks ago, which is pissing me off. it also is the fact that you know everything they know or everything they are absorbing is coming directly from you so but the way i look at it is like you can still put in combinations of things you know let's say i know this thing hmm i know a technique i know b technique i know c hmm i don't know every variable and combination of those techniques put together yeah you could go a c b c a b b CA you know I I know what you mean endlessly and then you yeah, might catch yeah. me at one like the tenth variable yeah yeah you have to try at least right without that you can't just I mean if you want to like why walk in the door and why train at all I just fucking attack you and then rounds over um why bother rolling with me if you're going to just give up hmm. um and yeah and I'm that doesn't mean spaz out and like yeah just jump around randomly also yeah so like aman just jumps around he shoots the same fucking shot every time uh, he gets a good grip but uh, nothing really happens with it he's doing the same thing from bottom he's just escaping the same way which is okay i guess but i don't know it's just irritating me shawn just flops around side to side like cast your guard if you ever noticed him pulling at shawn literally just Like what are you doing, bro? I'm just literally sitting here. I'm not even trying to defend this because there's nothing to defend. But I don't know. Hopefully they'll hear this and uh, try and up the ante a little bit. Uh, if this doesn't light a fire under those two and everybody else specifically, like I. Man, um, I don't know. Uh, with Piyush, it's the other is it's like the opposite end of, of things. You know, like Piyush studies everything. Which is a huge problem. <laughs> Me trying to learn Mandarin and Cantonese at the same time, and then just like trying just to speak a little someone. bit of Japanese also in there, like <laughs> Kazushi here and there. <laughs> like how mind fucked would you be? So maybe Piyush could work on like elbow escapes. I don't know. Yeah, I think a lot. Uh, I think he's gonna be doing the Gracie combatives uh, again. Or... Yeah, because I told them, dude, you guys have to do it before the end of February. I'm gonna test you because I'm. Literally going to make you a white belt if you fail that shit. That's hilarious. Yeah, but um, so coming to that's actually a really great segue into what my next question was. Um, in our in your last episode with Mike, um, Mike had some very interesting points about like what it means. One to second, be a... Mohit, it sounds like you're in Baghdad. You know that, right? <laughs> All right, man. It's this, just... this is literally how American sniper starts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, uh, I think it should be done soon, but it's fine. Like, 
we are multi-religious yeah. and accepting of everyone. Um, secular. Secular, yeah, that's the right word. Multi-religious. Okay, <laughs> English is on point today. Uh, but yeah, so what I was uh, saying was that uh, Mike gave some good insight on um, the journey towards the black belt and like how you should behave and what's expected, etc. Um, and that was very interesting. So if people haven't heard it, go back to that episode, check it out. Um, it was the one before this. Um, but to you specifically, a lot of people who listen to this ep- this podcast are, are current white belts at the gym. What do you expect from them, you specifically, Ashunun, before you give them their blue belts? Um, well, there are a couple of things. Um, um, number one thing I think is work ethic. Um, and then you have your technical capability. Um, now, in the modern day, um, I feel that Google should have some level of uh, leg locking ability, at least defensively. Um, so I feel that my guys should be defensively capable. Um, um, a blue belt, I'm not too worried about um, much else, is that um, they continue to keep training and becomes a a healthy relationship with BJJ. They they developed a healthy relationship with BJJ. There are a lot of people which um, the one mistake I made it by giving one maybe one blue belt out um, didn't have a healthy relationship with BJJ and vanished. Um, but yeah, that's normal. Uh, so I would say healthy relationship with BJJ, um, work ethic and technical capability. Nice. So. Yeah. But what about like training in the gi? Is that a necessity for Oh, yeah. You? Super, super important, man. That's a big yeah. part of it, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, but again, new age uh, BGG states otherwise. Uh, That's what so I was going to just say that people, you know, like black belts, uh, like Firaz Abhi, John Danaher, they do give out mm-hmm. black belts, even if you're not like training in the gi a lot, but I guess you have to train in the gi uh, to get your blue belt. And then from that but on, on your course. Fair enough. But they're also in a country where gi training has been done for a while now. And I'm in a country where I'm just trying to introduce it. And it's in its nascent stages. Fair enough. So I, I feel um, the grassroots level, at least um, years from now, the guys who are, who've trained, well, let's say 20 years from now, Mm-hmm. 20 years from now, you'll have some of the black belts that are blue belts right now. So I feel they should have uh, gi capabilities that they can pass on to the generation that choose to learn in the gi. Right. The reason I feel people should learn uh, the gi is so that they can teach the gi. I'm not saying there's not any other use of it. I'm saying because it's, that's the martial art and that's what people... Gi training is hella fun, man. I don't know why. What is the... Thing I completely agree. I, I prefer like about the gi. Right now. No gonna lie. Sorry? I prefer gi to no gi right now. Yeah. Same. Like it just, whenever we have our gi classes, whether it's the advanced classes or like the Saturday, you know, full session, it's a lot of fun. Like the vibe is very nice. The training is fun. Um, yeah. So. And people like think that we're just a no gi gym. That's the best part. 
yeah yeah that that should be interesting to when to see when guys go up for gee comps as well um the passing is actually very interesting uh, this is lovato right so that's the hunt pitching gym right now yeah that's a yeah. lovato yeah that is really fucking good man yeah it's funny also <laughs> in class yeah cooking the marinating marinating, marinating. <laughs> So recently what's been happening with me at least is whenever we do class, like I'm trying to definitely use something of the technique. I obviously, you know, drilling it is one thing for about 10 minutes before we switch techniques and then you you roll. But uh, I'm still trying to like try these techniques as best, uh, you know, can be used in rolls. And it works till about 90% and then the guy spazzes out and then you're like, okay, I got to figure out the last 10% of this. Yeah. So maybe stitch it to like just something else. So like yeah, maybe you're yeah. going, going to like a headquarters checkpoint and you get, I mean, you get stumped somewhere, maybe sit in half. And just that. flatten him out and get past instead of in the exact yeah. position. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah there are variables that there are tons of variables that go into it. You just fucking put them together. Fair enough. Yeah. One technique won't work. That's that's kind of the idea at the moment is just try and stitch stuff together that from what you know, like even with the Nogi passing that we're doing, like um, it works, it works, it works, it works, it works. And just at the last bit, the guy on the bottom just like does something or traps the legs in a lockdown or some shit like nonsense like that. And then you're like, you know, yeah. Uh, Now that I think of it, Amar and Piyush actually have very similar games. They both spaz out from bottom. And when you bound both of them or get a north-south on both of them, it's just that's it. Checkmate. Oh, stay here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm not gonna move for about 30 seconds. Uh, At the just <laughs> when you're about to do something. Bah! <laughs> yeah, that that happens with Amman. I hate him. But uh, no, no, I love Amman. Um okay, so according to you, I was listening to a few podcasts over the last week. And uh, I'm not going to say where and when, but like, according to you, how long does it take to get good at MMA? Like how long would it take to get proficient? Not just like these idiots who are brawling and then getting taken down and just hitting each other, but like quality. Depends on what your base is. Um, If you have a grappling base, it shouldn't take you more than six months. Uh, to just get your timing right. And I think uh, learn how to take people down, hold them down. Um, both against the cage and in the in the center. Um, if you're a striker and you're learning to wrestle. <laughs> it's going to be a while. <laughs> it's going to take a while, I think. Um, yeah, it's going to take a while. Because there's so many elements which you are just unfamiliar with. Because then I teach you where to put your hand, where to put your leg, how to lock your hands, how to use your legs. It's just... I think it's just a steep curve if you are transitioning from striking. So, um, somebody like Seth, um, he, you guys have been doing some sparring lately where you've been overseeing the rounds. Mm-hmm. Um, like his ground game, at least for what we saw, looked decent against the people he was sparring against. Um, mm-hmm. How do you think he's gotten this good? But he's also very experienced then, right? The thing is, um, the 
the level of competition Seth is going up against in terms of their ground game is very, 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 very bad. Uh, so the guys he's fighting or will be fighting, they have zero ground game. Um, I don't think they're going to sprawl correctly. Um, it's that bad. So Seth's going to come up looking very good. Um, Seth, although has a decent shot, um, now that I get to work with him, um, I'm going to change his fucking game completely. Because he's done some level of grappling and he does have a blue belt and he does have some base. Not that hard to teach him. Hmm. Um, but let's say Seth was purely a striker. It would be very, very tough. Hmm. Well, striking is uh, quite decent. Like uh, It's quite technical. At least his kicking is. Yeah, it is. The thing is, he's got karate and he's got Muay Thai. Um, he does have tendencies for, of dropping his hands, but otherwise it, it is on point. Because I think that karate, karate does that. That makes you drop your hands. So, I, I spoke to Seth about this karate thing and one of the things he mentioned was like, it develops toughness. Like doing karate, doing any martial arts, ideally any legitimate martial arts. Uh, one of the thing would be that you will develop some inherent toughness, even though there are several examples of people who just that doesn't happen to. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that's something that's like a, either you have it or you don't, or is that a mindset that can be coached? Toughness, I don't think you can teach. Can't teach heart. I mean, you can fake heart up to a certain extent, but then uh, most people will break. And it's, I've seen it with like. With everyone I've trained with, they all have breaking points. Everyone I've trained with has a breaking point. Fair enough. I'm certain. Yeah. I'm certain they do. Um, and if you're an 18 year old today and you're doing MMA in India, or you want to do MMA in India, you're 20 years old, whatever. Like, what do you suggest be the ideal path for mixed martial arts? If you're 18, learn how to wrestle. Um, because you have, if you're in India, you have a cavalry of fighters, and I say fighters with air quotes, uh, who do not know how to wrestle, who don't know how to stop a takedown. So if you're 18, I would say build up your fight record with wrestling and not getting hit in the head, um, and get a ticket to the country. Um, into a promotion that is has got a roster of fighters that will give you competition. Matrix Fight Night is doing a good job of picking up on um, well, they really stepped their game up and they're doing really, really well. But uh, a lot of the people in the promotion are still, I don't know what they don't belong there, I feel, in my personal opinion. Um, people can disagree with me, but I don't think they, they should be fighting there. People should, I should not have to watch these guys fight. Just in life, <laughs> I don't want to see some of them fight. Yeah, I mean, some guys, the younger crop that's coming into MFN appear to be very good and quite talented and hardworking and everything. But a lot of the old guard is still around. So mm-hmm. I think that's probably what you're referring to. Absolutely. Yeah. New guys, the new kids are fucking champs, too. Again, but a lot of them are misled, uh, misguided. Um, 
it would really be interesting to see them get out of the country and get to some real efficient camps and when i say get out of country i don't mean your cricket top team or one of those gyms like, or even like even bali and i would say i think go go west or further west um and find a good uh, team that can look after you and has your best interests at heart and does not want to just control you even bali mma they don't try to control you i think they're not bad but i don't not, know the quality not from what i that. hear like uh, sunny speaks quite highly of them um, yeah yeah exactly well, that's all i'm going off um, but i don't know but i think they're the same lineage uh, as the guys in forget so might be but like sure. um i guess these forget and these kind of places have also been around so long that they have seen so many people come through the doors stay there you know from anywhere from between one month to like to 10 years 20 years that they just kind of desensitized to the whole thing they're like okay cool man do what you want um but fair enough in terms of like caring for your fighter and stuff like that um that may not be at the highest uh, priority because there's just so many people rolling in and out there fair enough whatever the reasons speaking of taking care of uh, your own athletes we are setting up some dorms and some fighter um, residences in near warriors cove so now if anyone does want to train they don't have to stress about where to live what to do they can just come uh, hit us up and probably find a place to stay yeah man i'm excited about that Yeah Rajiv uh, went to the place yesterday checked it out so he wants to do five downstairs um I'm like cool man you do it get us a budget let's figure this shit out hmm he's a crazy guy dude he's amazing he's got four tattoos now all in I've already got four, four tattoos in one go my god Four tattoos in four days. We'll post a picture of. Can you imagine if Rajiv drank alcohol? He just drank a bottle right now, right? Imagine if Rajiv would would be more a drinker. The things he do would be amazing. I think we should we should sit and drink with him one day. Like he's agreed to have breezers, but like even those, like four of those will fuck you up. Yeah, um, they will. Yeah, so I suggest we take him. Rajiv, Rajiv getting I turned would... on some fruit juice. I would love to see him get a little drunk. Um, Same. I'll give him money. Bit. Okay, so just then, hear the things come out of his mouth. Okay, so then we're doing this. Uh, I don't think he listens to this podcast, so he'll have no idea. This. Yeah, is- he doesn't. Also, although if we confront him, he's like, "Oh, of course I do. Of course I do." Uh, so we should we should do that. Everybody's full of shit. Okay, fine. We got it. This this week we will try and get this project also going with Rajiv. Yeah. I don't mean the house. I mean getting him drunk. Him drunk. Yeah. Now, um, where are the highlights for Leverage, Joshua? This is if any of your friends hear this, if you hear this, listen to this and lost your fucking mind. What? Joshua does this new shit podcast. Don't listen to this guy. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't. But one of his friends may. Somebody will reach out to him. Like, bro, where are the highlights? But uh... so he told me yesterday. He messaged me saying, "Dude, the song isn't working. I'm looking for another song." Oh no. That's almost done. Yeah, let's see what he comes up with. Okay, fair enough. 
Yeah, but um, yeah, I really like that song too. Um, what do you want to do? You want to go through the other matches? Yeah, let's talk about leverage. Um, how was the tournament? That's a vague question. Yeah. Okay. So let's rephrase that question to how um, was the tournament for you? <laughs> well, it went by pretty fast, man. Um, Surprisingly, yes. Yeah, I'm just glad. Also, one of our boys would like to know. I lost you there. And oh, his electricity has dropped off. No, I'm back. I'm back. So, uh, huh, so it went by pretty quick. Um, you were hoping one of your boys did what? Wouldn't win. Why? He said they'd work harder. So they'd uh, work harder. That's true. And they actually, only lost to each other, so that'll even fuel the lethargy. Oh, bro, we're so good. We can only beat each other. Nobody else can touch us. This is why you need to slap your shoulders, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I cannot slap my students. People think I slapped them. But you yeah, literally bang, slapped slap Roshan on stage during <laughs> the tournament. Like, are we not going to ever talk about that? Yeah, but it's bands. Roshan was literally laughing. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying you slapped him hard, but like he got one upside the no, back I don't, of his head. I don't slap for like to maim or injure. I slap to wake people up sometimes. Yeah, you need that. Uh, coaches slap their fighters before getting into the cage all the time. This is basically that, except... <laughs> I mean, Roshan Rajas, Aman and Sean. They're the boys, dude. Piyush, you can go fuck yourself. Yeah, fuck off, Piyush. <laughs> fucking fucking cringe. Um, yeah, but you, one of your guys did win. Um... So that also must not feel too bad that you yeah, put on good, all it was this. good, it was good, yeah. Um, it was fun, man. Um, I was hoping that... Never mind, I'm not going to say what I was going to say, but I was yeah. hoping it would, there would be more competitive matches. Um, Especially the final. Piyush got lazy. I think he took his uh, eye off the prize or whatever he did. But um, I think he just... You know, I think after Piyush beat Rachet, something like ticked in his head. And he fluffed like, his lines. I've won. Yeah, yeah. That, you know, that, I've that done happened. what I had to do. Like, now it doesn't matter. Hmm. Whereas, I'm going yeah, to go to sleep. I'm going to break your knee. <laughs> like, I'm going <laughs> to break his knee. I'm going to break his knee. I'm going to break his knee. I'm going to break his knee. That's all he did. That's all he was thinking. One chance to give me your heel. Give me your heel. I'll give you your heel. And he did that with everybody. It's fucking crazy. Like he I was hoping we'd see Sean and Aman. Uh, with some of his, in some of his matches, Aman. Uh, like not the worst, but like in some bad positions where he was underneath his opponents. But just the moment <laughs> he caught, caught a heel, he's like, fuck, this is over, son. Uh, it's like, that. you know, it's like, you know, those 
crazy guys you get into fights with you just hold them down and the guys just think just let me go for one second bro just yeah. let me go for one second <laughs> one yeah. second hold me back hold me back bro hold me, me back, back for one just for one second don't let me go just in his mind he's like just let me get that heel just let me get that heel boom um i can imagine amas thinking when he was under pk he's like ek ek second to chhod de ek ek second ek second you know and you can see it like we're going to release all the match footage so guys will be able to see it in great detail like in hd quality that there are moments where he's just like he's like cool i'm chill i'm chill i'm chill i'm chill <laughs> now it's time to move fuck you boom gets out of there grabs the heel Owen. breaks it oh god this is shit uh yeah that was um quite exciting um so let's talk about some of the matches or like how the tournament went down obviously there were a lot of issues we had on the back end which um um some of them we can actually share as well like the event started late like mm-hmm. uh broadcast was kind of you know um doing setup it took a little longer it took a little while to get you i think we had audio issues so yeah yeah um yeah but we were what 25 minutes late we were about an hour late actually we were, like the no. broadcast was yeah yeah it was supposed to start at 2 so we kicked off at 3 um yeah that's okay man um uh, it's yeah, our first one at it uh, but as long as you learn from it we should be fine yeah that's um, kind of the yeah. point that you know mm-hmm. um this was basically a pilot for all of us right like we never done anything like this before um on this scale and uh, all things considered like especially from the feedback we've gotten is that you know it looked um pretty quite professional um so that's that's a real positive um yeah um next time we're going to have bcr for at least two days uh, so we get them set up the day before yeah uh, yeah. Uh, yeah so that's not shouldn't be an issue next time yeah plus uh, next time we'll go streaming in hd as well i hope uh, we'll try and figure that out so that we can switch cameras we can do all the things live so that all the work is done in one go as opposed to you know yeah maybe obs for online next time yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um we just like critiquing our own work and team on this podcast amazing love it honestly okay. guys we don't who will uh <laughs> that's true but they don't hear it it's fine um fucked up on the gate <laughs> hey, you whispered it's good i spoke to this guy uh, arnab right who uh, reached out to us for so for competing on the next one so Anav Chakrabarti. Anav Chakrabarti. So he just snuck into the venue, no ticket, nothing. Just he's like, bro, I just wanted to watch it. I knew about it. Somebody sent me like a screenshot of a ticket, so I just came. I was like, cool. Thanks mm-hmm. for letting me know. Security will be much tighter next time. Yeah, um, security, which we was overlooked. Yeah, it was a uh, little bit uh, haphazard in that sense, but uh, the thing was problem we discussed also. Yeah. Um yeah once so, it got started it started running pretty smooth i feel like we were expecting a lot of delays and a lot of like time between you know like matches and stuff like that yeah, and it yeah. would go pretty late and we kind of hit our um, you know finals pretty quickly um yeah yeah and like i said we're going to be releasing every single match now um in fact i just messaged pushkaraj for the match 
So did I this morning. I was like, bro, what's up? He's like, he and the editor are coming to the gym this afternoon. They're going to sit and work on it and finish it up and get it to us. Oh. So I think this week we'll be releasing all the episodes. Uh, yeah, boy. Rather every single match. And um, which means that guys will have footage to study on our yeah. guys and each other, obviously. Mm-hmm. Which I think is probably the first time is really happening. Like where you're actually getting to see people's games from multiple angles as opposed to one obstructed dog shit I definition. angle in the crowd. With <laughs> <laughs> that shit going on. I mean, that's going we on. We still have that. Point. We have Anand uh, yelling. Anand. Fucking hell. Screaming his lungs out. Anand also fucking funny, bro. He came and smashed Arush the other day. My big jolly friend Arush and Arush was enamored Arush Claus Arush Claus um, I was thinking for like just from a content point of view we should like record your roles your roles in a class like normal roles and just do a breakdown you do a breakdown of like what you are doing why you're doing it so people can see what's working like for you do it yeah, yeah cool no, no, that's already years ago do it man yeah yeah like a proper full recording we see what you're doing we pause where where it's like a little bit of a stalled position we fast forward fast forward fast forward and we see as to how you get over that stall or how you uh, you know get over those things like that's mm-hmm. the shit that gets sometimes lost like you're just doing technique but you have to see it in application um so i think that's one of the things we'll start producing soon i think it'll be pretty handy for uh, a lot of the guys um apart from that i, I just kind of veered off topic but um uh, is this something i thought of so i thought i'd share with you um and people can let us know if they want to see that or not all motherfuckers are screaming yes um so for the next tournament uh, ashwin what have you thought like what do you want to do different and uh, what's going on in terms of uh i think we hang the belt from the top and it's tables ladders and chairs only <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no so minus 65 as discussed um 16 man one more representation from other gyms in the country instead of it being a warriors go versus ijj versus cross train mm-hmm. uh tournament i'm hoping to get a lot more eyes from the parts of the country we haven't got matches from um and i'm hoping that people approach us and don't just be like you know bro my mom is saying no so i can't compete i'm hoping to deal with some more professionals this year um yeah grown as men um grown, or women you know grown ups but just people yeah. who are like of age you'd think um behaving like that um or people calling us unprofessional because their opponent backed out and we couldn't find them a replacement opponent Yeah. and calling themselves the king of fucking loser town regard <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we need some uh, some professionals in this tournament and i just want more competitive matches and there should be more matches going over time i imagine um, yeah because yeah. This time we saw f- very few matches go to overtime as like i don't know why nihal versus sadiq went fucking thriller <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Nihal. 
but like motherfucker you should have got that guy's heel and sadiq man you look tired why were you tired 2 minutes into the match nehal uh, is a legend bro nehal is a fucking clown dude i love him yeah that was a yeah okay that was the interesting match. match um i mean you know all of them were really okay contests the only contest i actually liked was shawn versus rajas bro rachit versus tribhu was fucking lit what are you talking about that shit was That's the opening match. They fucking went for it. I disagree. I liked it. So that was like if you watch that match, like when the videos do come out, that is like a lot of action happened in that match. Um, a lot of back and forth. I also did the editing for that, so I do remember it quite well. Mm. Um, what else was a good match? I really enjoyed uh, Mantarun versus Tebo was also. Um, as build man that was it could have gone either way um at least that's what it seemed like just before uh devo pulled it out from god knows where you were coaching him for that one weren't you i was cornering him yes uh yeah, he was um roit was refing that match so devo yeah i went over there they finished my arm up right yeah um, you didn't call for that ambar either he just kind of pulled it out it was just there so i mean They both experienced guy as well, so yeah, 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 yeah. He did a good job. Um, There's a lot of ba- unnecessary back and forth in that match, and I thought two of them were better conditioned. Hmm. It could also just yeah. be first match jitters, you know, like in these kind of tournaments, your first match, you just the nerves are there, but like after the first match is done, you're amped and you just want to get back out there. So you often end up seeing guys do much better in the second, third rounds. Fair um, enough. Fair enough. Uh, who was Devo after that? Who did he fight? Uh, Aman. Aman was Aman was second match. Or th- yeah, second match of course. Second match was Aman. That was a good match. Yeah, that was also quite interesting to watch. Um, I would have loved to see Aman versus Tarun as well. I think that would have also been quite exciting. But uh, hopefully we'll get Tarun on the next one, and Aman, of course, will be there. He doesn't really have much of a choice. <laughs> um, no, can... Aman does have a choice, but I think he wants to be champ, champ. Really, he wants to be champ, champ, which is adorable. That money. Um, what other matches? Aman, Aman has a better shot of winning the minus sixty-five. I would think. Hmm. Maybe I don't know because with the bigger guys, their heels are bigger. No, not nothing like that. Amar is just quicker. That's why Amar is yeah, so way stronger than everybody at sixty-five. That's the thing with Amar. You think he's quicker and stronger than Sean? What? Yes, he's quicker and stronger than Sean. No, bro. Sean can fucking out wrestle Amar. I think Sean actually trip and fall sometimes just naturally, like without people touching him, he just falls he's over. Playing the long con. Hmm. He wants people to. How think long? That's his back. Yeah, he gets black belt. He's just like fucking starts double legging people. <laughs> Sean actually called Aditya Saha. He actually managed to convince Aditya Saha that he was interested. So the guys before the tournament were telling everybody, "Dude, we have insane wrestling. We'll be really working on our wrestling. Really going to wrestle." Aman <laughs> is like, "I am working my north south choke." North south choke promos. Yeah. And people are like, "Oh shit, he's working north south choke." Uh, fucking guy didn't touch anyone's head even once. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe once he touched PK's head in the initial thing. After that, it was all PK's uh, amazing man. 
but i think uh, on the back of this or at least it should happen people are going to really dive head first rather leg first deep into the leg lock game and then we'll work on a passing um okay so for the next tournament will we have an undercard ashwin yeah so merrill versus bukka is on the undercard it is confeed um uh, any other uh matches for the undercard no 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 you're making mind i want to do like a technical big boy fight i want to bring the king back uh against one and only king the for people who don't know i i fuck that can't even give him props <laughs> fuck that guy but if he does hear this come back we'll find you an opponent um there's now tons of heavyweights we know who are willing to compete at a Ooh. at leverage yeah we made the list for under 85 now so now we have the guys i was thinking the way versus pu should you think ooh that's a good fight that should at be like at like 80 kilos so pu should go up five the way she comes down five what do you think yeah that that should be good interesting mm. yeah that could happen um but no, i two matches i've thought of uh what else you have in mind what else i want to hit versus zoraver <laughs> in the gi no bro boring um i'll fucking mark gi uh gi in the gi what what a show space around the academy again <laughs> no no i'm joking zia love you um but i will kill you <laughs> what's the what's the cash this. cash prize for the next tournament 1 lakh baby bra 1 lakh 50000 for the guy who can win four matches at under 65 kilos yeah yebra that's big money in the span of 6 months uh, eight months for tournaments like this you basically made 2 3 lakh rupees if you just fucking train hard enough yep yep don't worry about anything else we'll worry about where the funds are coming from just But show up just show up and Too train hard. your ass off um so what was your favorite match of leverage 9 i told you shawn and rajesh was my favorite match shawn and rajesh just so fucking fast paced it was amazing and i, I was refing that match and it was just an incredible incredible pace i think i was refing that match was it yeah 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 you incredible were. pace they put on um yeah it was and- really fun to watch a lot of back and forth between the two of them being teammates knowing each other so well um, they went at it yeah yeah definitely uh, one of the better higher caliber performances from uh, both athletes that if i'm not mistaken that went to um, overtime where rajesh secured the rear naked choke but shawn had him in an armbar that was really deep when he was doing the like his counter and time just ran out had time been a you know had it been a little bit longer i think shawn could have extended that oh, arm yeah. out broken it uh, or at least yeah. caused a tap but uh, has a has a mean squeeze when he wraps up people's necks yeah motherfucker uh, punyajit also the same way yeah punyajit yeah. i think both his hands in 
and Sean also yeah. had both his hands in the choke. Yeah, both of them had were forced to tap uh, with their feet, um, which is never. Raj is working his biceps, bro. Motherfucker goes after your teeth. <laughs> it's not a mandible I mean, anymore. It's a tooth choke. <laughs> it is legitimately a good technique. It's the mandible uh, squeeze that he's been working on for quite some time. Um, mm. So if you don't know it, check it out. Uh, what was your favorite uh, moment from the tournament? Like one moment, one image that stands out for you. Um, I think after Aman versus Rajas, when Aman basically finished the heel hook on Rajas, um, Aman teared up a little bit. I don't know if that was a performance or if it, <laughs> I doubt it was. It. Yeah, but he was sincerely concerned about his teammate, which is nice to see. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that is one thing that stuck in mind. What else? What else? What else? What else? What else? Uh... Yeah, man. And Aman's head hitting the floor when he's trying to heal up their book. You're dumb. Ref, you fucked up. Roshan. That's interesting. Mine was probably Roshan getting slapped in the head. That was literally <laughs> one of those moments where the entire crew started fucking laughing so loudly. Um, <laughs> so let me explain to you what Roshan was doing at that point in time. Roshan was basically our wellness call third umpire. And now imagine you have to relate a decision to me, okay? And Mohit, you're walking, you're the ref on stage, and I'm Roshan sitting and saying, okay. This is a thing. <laughs> I said, Roshan, speak up. Like, hey. so, he said, okay. so he said, okay. <laughs> I'm like, this guy has lost his walked over there and just smacked him on there. Roshan, wake up. <laughs> yeah, so that was probably one of my best, uh, most favorite moments. Um <laughs> that and that the sight of uh, Aman in victory with his hand held up by Rohit and you're coming around to give him the belt I was like this is fucking surreal like what the fuck is going on you know because see we knew one guy has to win it and the smallest guy basically in the tournament won it second smallest Uh, okay second smallest um guy or one of the smallest guys in the tournament won it and just in just I was kind of in like this surreal shock like it felt like a dream that it's one of Warriors Coast guys could have been anybody right um, yep. and that was the whole selling point of the tournament so um, that moment like as I was just in the back just looking I was like smoke machines going off we had been there for like 12-14 hours so mm. like the exhaustion was kicking in it was just mm. It was crazy. Um, yeah. uh, the competitor who you were most impressed by? Hmm. Good question, man. I have to say, um, Rajas, dude. Has to be Rajas, dude. Um, because actually all our guys do not one let adrenaline get the best of them. It was just another day of training for all these guys. 
yeah that's what it looked like um and what surprised you the most like of all the finishes of all the things that happened was the most surprising thing what the fuck moment i guess uh, it's the final yeah i'm unfinished yeah because i went to sit down in the crowd i, I thought to listen i'm going to watch this one from outside but i can't call any of them right and i don't want to referee them so i was like uh, and what to like run referee watch hmm. and i'll cool man i'll go watch i went sat in the front row i went say hi to zora he was sitting somewhere when he came back and sat separately from them yeah let's start and uh, i was like oh shit it's over isn't it yeah i was sitting next to uh, madhu uh, rajesh partner and she was like it's over <laughs> done before I ran back and then I ran back up and like fuck I got to go find the belt for me even um sunny getting the tap in his first round against shantanu uh yeah i thought i called that wrong dude yeah even i thought you called it wrong i was like oh shit that's an early stoppage like what the fuck um but you do see shantanu's hand motion for nice. the tap um but what's nice yeah so that was a, like a bit of a surprising like what the fuck just happened kind of moment um um uh, who do you think had like good strategies going into the tournament anyone who you in particular thought like punched above their weight Raj well? again okay he didn't waste any movement or i mean he wasted more he didn't but he had he stuck to the strategies he stuck to the game plan he did what he was supposed to do then panic didn't get flustered at any point of time he didn't mm-hmm. fall into the trap of the exchange at any point of time until it came to armor of course um, but <laughs> otherwise he was just working like worked like a pro yeah and yeah and so what what poor tactics did you see from anyone at the tournament like um i'm not i'm not talking about bad form like uh technique but more like oh, i think sadiq sadiq i love sadiq but he got uh, he tried to go and i think he was trying to finish the fight too quickly mm. maybe try to pass too quickly so i think he had an adrenaline dump so he got a little tired mm-hmm. um but kudos sadiq for stepping in he had a full time job and he's so fucking good. that's amazing uh and i'm really really fond everyone across train um i'm really fond of that guy cuz he's fucking humble um but maybe you just change up the strategy a little bit um who else was there man um this is games tribu aditya saha um sunny our guys cross train guys ijj guys set yeah, aditya saha as soon as shawn sat down he just sat to his knees maybe three Sure. No, he. When he break the fights down, we'll have an idea. He's just he was standing, right? Yeah, standing, trying to pass, standing, um, posting on the is, I think, which is a mistake. Oh, that's what I do. Uh, I guess leg lockers, yeah. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Um, so now coming to the final bits of this podcast. Um, sure. since Aman is the current reigning champion, since you are his coach, um, what can guys do who are looking to dethrone the champ? What well, you work your bottom. Try to submit it from bottom. Don't try to get on top of it. So you just exhaust yourself trying to hold him down. It's like imagine you trying to sit on a whirlpool. Hmm. You just it's going to exhaust you, and then the whirlpool is going to fucking take over. You know. So like 
I don't know if that's, I mean, that's a stupid explanation, but there's no other analogy I could think of. Uh, so just try to maybe play some kind of guard against Aman and you'll find more success. Prefer a big close guard. Um, mm-hmm. But open guards like uh, RDLR and DLR in, in Logi is tough and exchanging leg locks with Aman is tough. So stick to your basics against Aman. Hmm. Complicated, yeah. Um, cool. What do you think is still missing in Indian Jiu-Jitsu as my final question? Leg locks. <laughs> See you everybody. This has been great. Thank you very much. <laughs> Good night. Be well. Uh, but on a all serious note, Ashwin, thanks for doing this. Uh, always a pleasure. Uh, thanks, your podcast too. I got, I got a quick question for you before we finish. Uh, <laughs> what is your fight of the night? And I mean, not just say fight of the night, bout of the night, match of the night, and. Um, who do you think with minus 65? Um, my fight of the night. Shit. Uh, let me go back. I think Rajas versus Punya um, was really interesting because, you know, to be fair, Punyaji tried almost every orthodox strategy uh, that he, you know, that uh, one would try against uh, somebody like who somebody whose guard is like uh, Rajas's and um, it was just fascinating to see the battle play out and I mean it went to overtime right like so that's a shootout that anything can happen there you don't you can't really predict that and um, for me that that was a lot of fun and very interesting to watch Um, yeah so I I guess I'll go with that one and who's going to win minus 65 Ahmad Aman is my boy. No, no, no. Rajas is going to fucking kill people uh, in the next one. I, I don't know. Um, you know, Rajas has been taking personal training with me just to roll with me and then analyze the footage. Dude, I'm not surprised. That kid is a fucking murderer. I take him on in round one so I can just get him out of the way. Like, <laughs> I, I am at my literal physical best at that stage. So I'm like, fucking come here. Um, but apart from that, like he's a... He's not a fun uh, role anymore. Uh, it's just mm. hard. Um, as they all are, fucking Sean's a demon. Uh, Aman, is, Aman is relentless. Yeah, yeah I uh, mean, and even Piyush is now just like, when he came from IJJ, I was like, this guy sucks. <laughs> Sorry, Rohit. But uh, Piyush was fucking terrible. <laughs> Um, yeah, I know, I know. I'm just saying, like, it's not, I, that's what I'm saying. I'm not blaming IJJ. I'm just saying, Pew sucks. Um, <laughs> but, like, since he's been doing his conditioning and he's been just putting in the hours, like, all the guys who competed from our team are uh, no longer just like easy roles, at least for me. I know you are coach and better and can have your way with them, but, like, I find it like I'm having to compete with them all the time. So that's something they're doing right. Um, as far as I can tell. So, yeah. Cheers. Thanks. Bye.